the most famous Jew? I don't know. Is it Seinfeld, Barbara Streisand? I would say Sammy Davis or Einstein. Einstein? Einstein's probably the most, like... Is he Jewish? I thought he was Jewish. Is it just the name Einstein? Einstein? <laughs> Einstein. You've been Einstein. What well, about... You've been Weinstein. Weinstein. Well, he, you could make him Weinstein. bet that he might be. He's definitely Jewish. Jeffrey Epstein? You should know this thing. <laughs> You don't know who's even on your same team? Like, I know. All, I, it's like... Gene Simmons is Jewish. Totally. Yeah, that probably... His real name is Chaim Witz. It's not his real name. That's his real name, Chaim Witz. Look it up. That's a... That's a uh, it's C-H-A-I-M and then... It's a myth. No, that's his real name. No, look it up. Okay. You are incorrect. I'm incorrect? Mm-hmm. Let's look that up. Are why you do going, you think... Are you why going you th- live with it? I'm going live. I'm oh, looking it up. shit. I could be no. I don't. I don't think that is his name. I've always heard that that is his name, but I think it is something different. What do you think it is? I just. I don't think it's that. You, well, what do you think it is? I can't I mean, remember. I, I can't. Do you think remember. it's Gene Simmons? No, I know it's not Gene Simmons. I know that. I know Gene Simmons is not his real name, but I also know that his real name is not Chaim Witz. Born Chaim Witz. Is it really? He went by Gene Klein. That's it. Okay. But he was born Chaim Witz. Okay. Dude, he's got... <laughs> he, he, his mom is a, a Holocaust survivor. Uh, yeah. Did you ever uh, watch She that survived... Show? Uh, yeah, the Nazi... Yeah, absolutely. That sh- his show was good. Because he'd go see... Oh, his, Family Jewels? Yeah, he would go see his mom and she still lived in this like little kind of normally house. Right. So, that guy, man, think about it. Like, he, he came to America... And it was like, holy shit. Or like his mom, you know, he was... Right. He, from what he came from, right. like his family history, pretty incredible story. No, it is. And we, I know our first show was Kiss. But you're... Oh, together. Yeah, yeah, our first show together. Our first... By the way, everybody, this is the Unbalanced Note, new episode, uh, where we talk about music and all things related to music. Have a wonderful show. This week, we are on Spotify, iTunes, and Stitcher Radio. Um, our main event later on in the show will be Twisted Sister. Spotify didn't ban ban us for me hating on them yet? Not yet. Not yet. Not Free much. speech still. I must try harder. Let's. You need to try harder. Uh, we have a bunch of fun topics coming up, but right now we're talking about, for some reason, the most famous Jewish person in the world, and we brought up Chaim Witz, Gene Simmons from KISS, and we forgot, yes, our first show we ever did was KISS. Yeah. Well, I went with a fellow Jew yeah. to see, and also fellow Jew, although I'm not I'm not Jewish. Honorary, I though. I, am I? I've been jumped in. Have you, you want to be jumped in? I, well, I... <laughs> you got to get circumcision. I've been... Be, I'm, well, I'm, I've also joined another gang. <laughs> okay. Bald gang. I'm in the bald You're game You're in the now. bald game now. Are you a juggalo yet? I've gone 180, man. Oh, you have. I've gone from hair and not knowing <laughs> to I'm full-on, full-blown Jew. <laughs> full and I've got no, I got no hair. And by no the hair. way, 
just want to say on the on the air, thank you for going to my benefit on Saturday. You and Farah going. You're welcome. You could welcome. not go, but that was an awesome thing that you know Chris did. And no, that was. I'm, awesome. gl- I'm glad you went. It no, means, of course, it means it's a cool. lot. It's cool. We we got t-shirts. Yeah, <laughs> and we got pictures while we were there. No, it was really cool. The benefit was cool. They were. Doing all sorts of things, I think, for literally like fourteen hours. Yeah, it was. A, yeah, twelve hours, I think. Two to two to two. Can we have a telethon? <laughs> Call it in. Call it in. <laughs> we need to know if Einstein was Jewish, though. I think he was. Let's let's look. I think like Gene would be the you know like the most recognizable one. Like he's the image everybody knows who like you. you might, but people, Slash is Jewish. No, Slash he's is half. Jewish. No, Slash is full Jew. Man, I, I don't think so. You want to be wrong again, I, dude? I, <laughs> it takes two to keep get a streak going. It does. Yeah, it go does. ahead. We'll I'll, I'll, look this up. <laughs> um, Albert Einstein. Einstein Tech Nine. He was. Let's see. Salesman. You should know this though. Yep. Einsteins were non-observant Ashkenazi Jews. Ah, okay, I knew it. And Albert attended a Catholic elementary school. Actually. <laughs> well, I think that had something to do though with. Uh, but yes, he's Jewish. Yeah. Slash. Let's look up Slash. This has become the uh, the, the Who's open. Jewish podcast. <laughs> who Jew? Um, Jew who? So he his his first name his real Saul. name is Saul Hudson. S A U L. Better call Saul. Um, yes, Saul, his he was named after Saul Steinberg, an artist. His mother uh, Ola J Hudson was an African American. Um. Yeah, maybe he wasn't Jewish. Oh, yeah, the streak has ended. Then. The streak has right, ended. So the streak never started. It. It, never, it never got going. But I was incorrect about Gene. I feel is he not Jewish? Gene? No. Slash. No. There's no way he's. I don't. There's no possible way. I would think he's is Jewish. slash Jewish. <laughs> Ryan, just because people have money doesn't make them Jewish. Uh it's pretty funny. Um, no, I guess not. Ah, okay. So do you want to get a streak going? I, was, I will try to stump you now. Now you got to stump me. Stump Dang me. it. I should have said you were wrong. Twice That's the question that we should have asked on Reddit. Who is the most famous this Jewish person? Then you'd get banned. We, we came up with Seinfeld and Barbara Streisand. Yeah, and Steven Gene. Spielberg. And Gene. Steve, what about Steven Spielberg? Big, big Jew. <laughs> I would say Larry David because he's my he, he's, he's my hero. He's your spirit animal, man. He really is. Woody Allen's a pretty famous Jewish. Not person. my spirit animal at all. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's like the original hipster. He is no like, for sure. He is the original hipster. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Let's get on to music. We're doing a we're, we're doing we're, 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 we've gone around. We're, we're Jewish. We're all Jewish here today. But we're going to get into music first. So uh, let's get into a bit of music. Um, first off, news you can use. News you can use. Something that's going to excite Jacob. <laughs> you always say this, and it never does. It only upsets me. Radiohead's Johnny Greenwood has launched a classical music label called Octatonic. The first records include a Greenwood original, a Bach recital, and more. What do you think about this? I actually like Johnny Greenwood. He's he's, he's the best part of. Oh yeah, better than Tommy. Well, all his Psalm. He, he's done a lot of soundtracks for you know in movies. Like he, I think he put together the one even for like Inherent Vice. Yes. And then he's had quite a few that have been real good. But, yeah, he's a big classical 
music fan. And he's got a uh, – he did an album with like a bunch of Middle Eastern musicians called June June. Okay. J-U-N, J-U-N. And it's like a – very kind of like George Harrison. like Ravi rock. Shankar type yeah, thing. Yeah, well, it's more – it's a lot of tablas and stuff. Okay, like, okay. It's not just kind of sitar based, but – yeah. I'm a, I'm a Johnny Greenwood fan. I'll probably check some of that shit out. It's like him doing Bach. Um, it, it two releases: Daniel Piorio playing Bach's per, oh, okay. Partita Number Two. So he's like curating. Yes, okay. I think so. Well, man, he's probably got a he's got great taste in music. I just don't like Tom York, man. I think people prefer Johnny Greenwood. It was kind of like how you preferred Wes Moreland to... Wes uh, Borland? Well, I mean, Wes Borland. To Fred Durst? Fred Durst. <laughs> like either of them. Yeah, but if you had to choose, right? There's not a third option. There's not a third... Well, what, he, Wes is a pretty talented guitarist. Well, yeah, he's creative. Okay. I, I was just... Man, I don't know. There was nothing about the Limp Biscuit that I got excited about. So do you have a classical collection in your gigantic music collection because it's kind of when you go to the record store a lot of people kind of skip over classical stuff we have it i mean i've made it a point at the store within the last like six years to Uh try to get some right but i me personally i don't think i have a single one i have a few but it's just a few out of i take that back i I do have one there's a japanese band called mono Mm -hmm. m-o-n-o they're like instrumental they did an album with the New York Philharmonic. Okay, and I, I have that. Is it good? It's pretty badass. Yeah. Okay, it, it's just, it's like it's tear jerky good because oh, it's right. so moody and like. All right, I, I listen to classical music here and there. Anytime I'm in the car, they always say that you're supposed to listen to it in the car. No, I so anytime I'm in the car. It, if I don't have Howard Stern on, it's always 101.1. Classical. Always. Stern might be the most famous Jew. That very true. I will, Howard I, Stern. I will keep focus now, though. <laughs> you're right. Well, they say like, they, like classical music, there's like a study that it's shown to like lower road rage. Like yeah, because it's calming. It's and simple and it's relaxing and it's just, you can, the instrumentation, it's just so good. But like, legitimately, anytime I'm in the car, it's always on 101.1. 101.1. Yeah. Okay. That's the classical station. When I now. went to like my second or third chemo treatment thing, yeah. I always take earbuds and the person next to me, it was like this older lady and she goes, oh, are you listening to classical music? I said, I was just like, no. <laughs> and then she started telling me that she, she sent me this article. She like texted me. She said, give me your number. I'll send you this article. And she texted me this article about how there's like a psychological thing. Like when classical music happens, since there's so many instruments. Yeah. And you actually, if you listen, your brain starts to process it differently. So it, it's supposed to be a big stress reliever. Yeah. This article that I was reading. It's yeah. really interesting. I might check that out then. No, I, no, I need so, to calm the fuck down. <laughs> calm the fuck down when I'm in that chair. I'm all, yeah. all over the place. Well, that kind of music, you know, it's like it's soothing. It's, you know, know, it is, but it's also really good. Oh so, yeah, you can't. There's no such thing as like a shit ass classical music, co- you know, player. No, like, you can't be like mediocre on your instrument. And no, right? It. No, I used to play classical music when I play clarinet and saxophone, and my grandfather used to take me to the Dallas Symphony to listen to all the classical stuff. So I remember going with him to all of that. So I have appreciation and love for classical music. And having Radiohead's Johnny Greenwood getting into this, I wonder if this is kind of like a start of. Other musicians like Post Malone getting into classical music. I'm gonna hit you. (laughs) 
I always threaten to do it. I was, I'm gonna, but I'm going to do it today. Uh, no, I don't have enough energy. I wish I did, though. I wish I did. Boy, I would zonk you in the nose. <laughs> Pow, right in the kisser. Kaboom. But no, this is cool, right? Uh, yeah, like what's this. what's the label called? Octatonic? Octatonic. That's that's a pretty cool fucking name. It is, it is. Do you think Tom York will be a part of it? I've really, no, I, I, I don't think he's ever been a part of anything Johnny Greenwood's solos done. Vice versa. I like, guess I don't, they don't want maybe, to. I guess they're just Radiohead for yeah, themselves. Yeah, it would be like, what, what's the point? Right. I mean, you don't see Paul McCartney getting together with... Um, Ringo. Ringo in doing anything yeah. together, like doing a band together. Yeah, I mean they have played, but they're not but before, like on, but they on haven't made an album together in yeah. a long time. Yeah, so there you go. Yeah, oh. well, that'll probably be pretty cool. We'll check it out. We should check some of it out and then talk about it because I like I said, I'm not a Radiohead fan so much. I never find myself wanting to listen to him, but I do like Johnny Greenwood as a musician. I like Johnny Greenwood, and I like Radiohead. There's a lot of albums I do like. There's some albums I don't like. Yeah, but. I like Radiohead. I've seen them. I'd rather just listen to Can. <laughs> it's like I've heard all this stuff before. Where now? Where have I heard this before? Oh yeah, this band Can. Do you know Can? You've told me about them. Before. German band, right? You ought to go down that rabbit hole. Go down that. Rabbit You'll rabbit. never think of Radiohead the same. The again. same. Yeah. You'll go. All they did was put electronics on it. <laughs> I'm serious. They might have. No, I'm telling you, that's what they did. It's okay. Like they led Zeppelin to. They're like Led Zeppelin. Yeah, uh, they just stole it. Hey, Led- we did that. We wrote that. What was that band again? Canned Heat? No, 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 not Canned Heat. No, Spirit. The, well, for, yeah, for Led Zeppelin, yes. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. And now it's um, your favorite band that is taken after Led Zeppelin. Greta Van Fleet. Yes. Ooh, they're great. They're great. All right. I, I, my dream tour would be them and Post Malone. <laughs> Let's hope it happens if you're listening. Spotify presents with with uh, Jeff Foxworthy as the uh, <laughs> MC. As the MC, yeah. <laughs> oh Christ! Um, moving on to another bit of news. Interestingly enough, Kurt Vile, Courtney Barnett, Parquet Courts, Low, and more cover Wilco for a new album. Oh, they're doing all Wilco songs. Yeah, uh, it, I. It's really weird. It's. Uh, it's, they're releasing a new CD filled with Wilco covers. Uncut Magazine is. It's called Wilco Covered or Will Covered. <laughs> Clever. Um, it hits uh, shops September 19th. Participating artists are Kurt Vile, Courtney Barnett, and Riley Walker. Oh, Riley Walker rules. I love Riley Walker. Oh, yeah? Yeah, he's great. Who's Riley Walker? He's this, uh, I don't even know really what to call him. Troubadour, I guess. Musical Troubadour. Okay. He's a guitar player. I don't want to say he's a singer-songwriter. He's real kind of... He reminds me of, like, Nick Drake. Okay. He's real, real, like, thoughtful lyrics and great kind of... Like soft hip-hop. No. Vegan well, hip-hop. No. No, because it's not... Tr- there's no... He, it's so untrendy. Right. Maybe even kind of... Like musically, like Van Morrison, kind of. Okay, it's just real. It's very unique music, and he's a very good like finger style guitar player. Okay, he's kind of jazzy too. He's really fucking good. I, he he has the best Twitter. I don't have Twitter, but his is public, so every now and then I'll read it. Yeah, and he's just the most 
out there guy. Did did Riley Walker or Wilco ever play the AstroTurf at the store uh-uh. ever? I've seen Riley. I saw Riley Walker play at Three Links. Okay. And then I also he played at Dan's Silverleaf in Denton. Okay. I've seen him twice. Uh, Jeff Tweedy played at right. the store. Yeah. But yeah, never Wilco. Chris loves Wilco. I like him a I, lot, too. I saw Wilco twice, and I guess that's it. I've did, only seen him. Did you see him with Nels Klein, the big, tall guitar player? Not that I remember, no. He's man, I'm a big Wilco fan. I like him a lot. All right, so uh, Wilco covers by a bunch of kind of cool people. And Low, yeah, Low is a. Do you know them? I do not. They're Mormon. They're Mormon band. Mm-hmm. The guy, the husband, wife, and the the girl. She stand, She plays drums and stands. Like, okay, they're really awesome. Real soft and like super mellowy. Fucking interesting. Chill out. Chill out. Chill we'll, out type vibe. Will covered. Let's see here. Um, Omi, Kate LeBon, Puss in Boots, Twin Peaks, Courtney Barnett, Mountain Man, Kurt Vile, Sharon Van Etten. Sharon Van Etten. She's badass. She's on there. Jen Cloner. Clover. I'm not sure who that Casey is. and Clayton, Liam Kazar, Parquet Courts, James Elkington, Lowe, Riley Walker, Handsome Family, and Whitney. Oh, Whitney's the, Whitney's really good. Okay, they kind of sound. They remind me of the birds. So, what uh, Wilco songs are your favorite? My favorite Wilco album is "Being There." That's like their kind of um, more. There's 17 songs on the CDs. That's quite a bit. They have a lot of records. I mean, they I, do. I, I bet they have. What's 10? your favorite song? Oh man, they've got some fucking good ones. I really like "Don't Forget the Flowers." Okay, that's on being there and uh, not on there. Yeah, they that that they were kind of like a country band then. Okay, when being there is. Uh, well, Riley Walker is covering "Love Is Everywhere." Okay. Um, let's see here. You like Sharon Van Etten, "Radio Cure." Uh, let's see here. Kurt Vile, "Passenger Side," Whitney, "Far Far Away," Courtney Barnett. Oh, uh, "Far Far Away" is another one of my favorite Wilco songs. Okay. So that's cool that Whitney's what he's doing. doing it. Yeah, that's. That's on. That's also on being there. I've been. Have you heard being there? The double album. It's been a while. That's a fucking great record. There you go. Um, that's that news. Another bit of news that sounds super fun that I know Jacob will love. It's not. It's always a disappointment. Jeff Goldblum has announced a new album featuring Fiona Apple and Sharon Van Etten. <laughs> cool. He, he, there you go. He loves it. Yeah, no, he did. He had an album a couple of years ago. He's a he's like a really good fucking piano player, I think. Yeah, his new album is called I Shouldn't Be Telling You This, and it's backed by his longtime band, the Mildred Snitzer Orchestra. <laughs> he's a piano player, right? Yes. Or am I thinking? No, he's a piano player. Okay. Uh, but yeah, Fiona Apple, Sharon Van Etten, Anna Calvi, and others. Oh, Anna Calvi's um, cool. Yeah, he's... Uh, on this on the album, he's doing a rendition of Irvin Berlin's 1936 classic "Let's Face the Music and Dance" featuring Van Etten. Dude, well that that album would be vibey as fuck. I mean, Fiona Apple and Sharon Van Etten. That's like those are two really great voices there. Dude, if you were to go back to like the flyer, even Jurassic Park era of Jeff Goldblum, and go back in time and tell him, dude, in 2018 and 19. And even before then, you are like one of the biggest things ever. Like you're you're gonna have your own show on Disney. You're gonna have albums. He has his every, own show on Disney. He announced it on Disney Plus uh, for the new 
Disney streaming app that's coming later this year. He has his own new show called The World According to Jeff Goldblum. It's supposed to be crazy. What's your favorite Jeff Goldblum movie or Ooh. favorite movie he's that he's in? Oh, my goodness. Well, he's so good in The Fly. I liked him in Powder. <laughs> uh, he's good in Jurassic Park. Uh, I love them in Igby Goes Down. Igby Goes Down is awesome. Like, so Ig- good. I, in Igby Goes Down and the character that he plays in uh fuck. Uh, God damn it. The fucking Wes Anderson. Uh, oh, in well, Life Aquatic. Life Aquatic. Yeah. He hits the dog. Yeah. <laughs> God, he, I don't know why I went blank there for a second. He Just was, his like the... Yeah, he's so good in that. He's not acting. <laughs> that, that's him. Yeah, that's, I think that is him. So I had lunch with Jeff Goldblum when I was younger, when I was uh, probably 12 or 13. I have pictures of it. So I auditioned for the movie... Um, a Perfect World, which was a Clint Eastwood-directed movie and starred him and Kevin Costner and Laura Dern. And if you remember that movie, Kevin Costner was an escaped convict who kidnapped a little boy. And the boy and Kevin Costner kind of like became friends and stuff like that. And um, Clint Eastwood was the sheriff in that movie. It was a, it's a damn good movie. What's very, it called? Uh, a Perfect World. Huh. Very underrated movie. It's a very good movie. But I auditioned for it, but... I was way too old for the part, so I don't know why they had me read for it. But they shot it in Austin, and my dad's uh, food company was the caterer for the movie. So we went down there, and uh, we got on set, and we had lunch with Jeff – or not with Jeff, uh, with Clint Eastwood and Laura Dern. Um, Kevin Costner had gone to film Wyatt Earp. Already, so he wasn't on set. But at that time, this movie came out in '94, and they were shooting it late '93 or early '94. Um, right after Jurassic Park, Laura Dern was in a very serious relationship with Jeff, Jeff Goldblum, so Jeff Goldblum wasn't doing anything at the time, so he was on set with her, just hanging out. Yeah. So hung out with Jeff, had lunch with Jeff Goldblum, Laura Dern, and. Clint Eastwood, and I got picture, I got pictures with them, and uh, Jeff Goldblum was in his exact same outfit from Jurassic Park: the black jeans, the black tight shirt, <laughs> open, yeah, <laughs> open. open for business. No, it, it, was, it was a black T-shirt, but it was the glasses and everything. And Laura Dern was as nice as can be, and so I went up to Clint Eastwood, who's like six four in real life. He's super tall. I go, "Hi, Mr. Eastwood. Uh, I auditioned for your movie." <laughs> And he looks at me and he goes, well, I guess you didn't get it, partner. <laughs> he was right. No, he was right. And we laughed and they all enjoyed the food and everything. So it was really cool. So I don't even think I would approach Clint Eastwood. Oh, no, it, it, was, I, it was. Even now he'd kick my ass. He would. He was awesome, though. He was super fun. And Jeff Goldblum talks exactly like he does in the movies. Like, yeah, you know, that's what I'm saying. I don't like uh, fine. I think finds he's just one of those people that he he's such a weird personality. Like he, they just made him into an actor. He's. I don't think he's really acting. I think that's just how he is. I'll have to show you pictures from that. Dude. But the caterer on that show, so the caterer buys all the meat and food from my dad's company. And the caterer was called Tony's Food Service. Tony. Tony's Food Service. So Tony's Food Service is around still today. And if you look at any Marvel movie or any big blockbuster action movie, it's them. It's pretty hmm. crazy. So we knew them back when on like... Uh, 
that movie, but they also did like Phenomenon and Michael with John Travolta. Oh my god! Yeah, fucking Michael. He's like a, a an angel. Angel. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, Jeff Goldblum is gonna have a new album. Cool, man. Jeff, very excited. Jeff Goldblum rules. We should get him on the show since you know him. You called him Jeff. Yeah, I did. I called him Jeff. First name basis. Then and then he also has a food truck called Shez Go- Shea Goldblum. <laughs> Let's see what I mean. As a, just he doesn't a, need that. He's he's an amazing guy. Um, so we have uh, we have a, a little bit of um, some unfortunate news. First off, uh, Rick Osick. Rick Okasick. Rick Okasick. Yes. Jesus. Jesus. Are you even trying over there? Rick Okay. I'm not. Rick Okasick uh, passed away this week. Uh, front man for the Cars. Yeah, great fucking. He's one of my favorite guitar players. I, got, I, I was at Rick rehearsal, Kasich. and then I got a text from somebody. I was coming home, and then I got home. I told my dad. I was like, man, Rick Ocasek died. He goes, oh, I don't really like the cars, but I remember – I know that you loved them. I was like, he's been they, – they wrote really fucking great, cool, pop, catchy rock and roll songs. Cars kick ass. That's unfortunate. But he – man, he was uh, – what did they say? He had like pancreatic – um, I think he had cardiovascular disease. He was he had been recovering from surgery, um, and he died from natural causes. But he ha- suffered from hypertensive uh, and cardiovascular disease. Yeah. He man, Rick Ocasek was cool, <laughs> and his, man, he's such a weird, unique looking guy. He no, he is. You, you know, ever seen for like, sure? You is. ever seen pictures of his wife? Yeah, like. Good for him. He, he was he's an interesting looking dude, but he ruled, man. One of my first intros to Rick Ocasek, there was a Disney film that was just music videos that Disney released of Disney songs but with famous musicians. Uh-huh. And Rick Okay it was called Simply Mad About the Mouse. And Rick Ocasek did Zippity Doodah. In a music video. It's probably badass. It was it? so goddamn good. Yeah. <laughs> He's very creative. He was a very, very, no, very creative person. He, he was so good. So if you want to, so the Simply Mad About the Mouse, Billy Joel did When You Wish Upon a Star. Rick Ocasek did Zippity Doodah, which is excellent. LL Cool J did Who's Afraid of the Big Bad Wolf. Oh, shit. The Gypsy Kings did I've Got No Strings. What year did this come out? Harry Connick Jr. did Bare Necessities. He Bobby McFerrin did the Siamese Cat Song, Soul to soul did kiss the girl and michael bolton did a dream is a wish your heart makes and it came out in 1991 and is so good do you have the cover of it there uh simply mad about the mouse let me type that in i i i have the cd somewhere simply mad i feel like i remember this excuse me (laughs) i feel like yeah like that oh no i don't know that but, is it on vinyl? We need that. No, but it's on CD, and they put it on VHS and Laserdisc if you want to watch. But you can watch any of them on YouTube. Well, fucking recordstoreday.com is listening. You guys need to put Mad About the Mouse, mouse out. on that. No, it's 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 the songs are actually really good. I bet they are. <laughs> but Rick like I even, I even bet the fucking – the worst one on there would be the Michael Bolton one. And I bet that one kicks ass. No, no it, it is, man. It is. That guy has some hair. But Rick Ocasek, I'm going to just pull this up. Uh, Rick Ocasek, zippity doodah. Zip. I just want to see like the YouTube video comments. But it actually is really oh, A lot good. of them now are going to be RIP or the, oh, I loved the cars. They were my favorite. You know, um, that kind of shit. Everyone's a, everyone likes someone when they die. Well, there's only two. 
Yeah, yeah. This I guess was just post. Well, it was post in 2011. What? That's really it. Some people might not know. It could go viral now that he's dead. Oh, maybe it, this this will be a better one. Yeah, this will be a better one because this was posted a longer time ago in a galaxy far, far away. Only Rick Ocasek could make this song actually sound so cool to hear. Yeah, dude, the, the, they were fucking cool, man. The Elliot Easton was badass. This badass too. The other guitar player in the car. Somebody said Rick should have been in that Who Framed Roger Rabbit movie. He would have been one cool mayor of Toontown. <laughs> ah, so good. Yeah, it, it's great. But yeah, Rick, man, it sucks. Was, yeah. was, he wasn't really touring or anything recently. I don't think so. Well, he was. He had, I think, even left the Cars. Like I thought, Todd Rundgren had replaced him in even the Cars. But Rick Ocasek was cool, man. He was um, he was awesome. He uh, he was born in 1949. He was, a, he was an older guy. He was in his 70s. But yes, uh, rest in peace. R.I.P. Baby. R.I.P. And another uh, musician that passed away was Eddie Money. Take me home tonight. Take me home tonight. Have you seen his show? Mm-hmm. He has a show. I did not know that. My dad watches it. I caught him watching it. Eddie, I tried to change the channel real quick. I said, are you watching that Eddie Money show? He's like, well, it, I, I don't like his music, but I, I, he's fun. The show's fun. I was like, well, he's a fun guy. He he lived it up for a long time like, okay, with drugs and alcohol. Well, yeah. I mean, he was – dude, he, he wrote two of the – he wrote two panty-dropping songs. Take Me Home Tonight. And Two Tickets to Paradise. Yep. I mean, that's like, those those songs make you feel so good. (laughs) I'm serious, dude. Well, well, so with with Take Me Home Tonight, it's one of those, like, you can really get into that song and, like, throw your hand out in the air. Like, take me home. It's like an anthem. It makes you do that. Yeah. Stadium anthem. Yeah, it's like, those two, when I hear those two songs, I start having, like, a montage moment in my head. Yeah. Like Rocky Four, where he's like fucking, <laughs> you know, running through the snow and he's like working out with wood that he chopped. Yeah. You know, because he's fucking out in the cabin, training with getting one with nature. Not not the not the montage with Apollo and Stallone in the water. In the ocean. No, 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 no. That one I think of Take My Breath Away. <laughs> True. But no, yeah, dude, Eddie Money was, he's, I, I, Eddie Money kicked ass. It's like same thing with like Rick Springfield. Like it, it, it behooves. Uh, I don't know if you like chicks. It would behoove you to be a fan of Eddie Money and Rick Springfield because if you ever you know attended a concert, I bet in their heyday, yeah, like there's probably more women there. I would imagine. I mean, it's so. like Eddie maybe, Money. Yeah, dude. Eddie Money. Really? And then we have we have. Did to you ever be- see Eddie Money live? No, unfortunately, no, I didn't. Me neither. I would love. I would love to. He seemed like he'd be a great act in Vegas. Anywhere. You should, Anywhere. Play my, you should play the living room. Let's do it. Well, I can't now. And we, we have to Hologram mention, tour. We have to mention the other death, Daniel Johnston from Austin. We're in Texas. Uh, he made a big impact on a lot of musicians' lives. And he was 50-something. Yeah, but I mean, like, he, didn't the guy, but like, he, lived, he ate his tennis shoes one time. Right, something? no, uh, he, yes. So I saw Daniel Johnston live at the... Um, Granada, uh, Granada, and they had technical difficulties on stage. And in order to pass the time, Daniel told a Holocaust joke. <laughs> Can you repeat the joke? 
you know what? I would if I, I could remember it, but uh, it was like a it was a hardcore Holocaust joke. What? And you know, of course I laugh because it was just because you can. Well, it was it was funny. Yeah, and. It'd be the only time to ever hear a public performer tell a Holocaust joke in front of a lot of people. Did people leave? No, nobody left. Okay. They, but he cut the tour short because he must have had a panic attack because he ran off the stage with his guitar still plugged in. So the guitar wire was one of those ones that was like all curled up. So it like stretched out yeah. and then boom, <laughs> like zipped back. Well, I thought, I thought you and we're like, like, I guess it's over. Well, yeah, I thought you were going to say he pulled it back in. No, it didn't pull him. He's Knocked a his big, big ass fucker, down, man. man. So dude, he fucking eats Snickers bar and drinks sodas all day. Like, No, he does. So before the show started, I got there about an hour early and I was like just wandering around the Granada and I went up to the balcony and I saw him sitting there by himself eating chicken fingers like kind of like getting himself psyched up for the show like doing like punching fists mm-hmm. like getting up I'm like oh well, here we go Chris told me one that he played the old good records the in good uh, oh. in near Deep Ellum yeah and that Daniel Johnston drank like nine Mountain Dews the whole time he was You know there. what? I believe he had Mountain Dews with him when I saw okay, him. Yeah, no, for sure. Because me and Chris, there was a period where like we got kind of hooked on Mountain Dew. And we, <laughs> I'm, I'm not kidding. And we, we looked at, we kind of looked at each other one day and we were like, man, we need to, I don't think drinking this many Mountain Dews is really like a great idea. And then he told me that story. He's like, yeah, Daniel Johnson did an in-store at the old, old spot and he requested like Mountain Dew. And then Chris, you know, got like a, I don't know, like a 12 pack or something. And he fucking like annihilated nine of nine or ten of them in like in, in, a, in like an hour and a half period, and I think he drank them at like room temperature. Oh my god! <laughs> like, could you imagine drinking a warm Mountain Dew? Right. So da- I can't imagine with chicken wings. Oh, uh, that <laughs> D- Daniel Johnson. If you ever seen the documentary The Devil and Daniel Johnson, Daniel Johnson had issues to say the least. Well, fuck he, that. He got some bad acid, man. Yeah, he. He was convinced the devil was after him. He has depression, but he wrote incredible songs that a lot of people gravitated towards. And he was an artist. And Kurt Cobain. Kurt Cobain famously wore his ever, shirt all you, the time. If he wouldn't have worn that shirt, do you think that the Daniel Johnson thing would have happened? One billion percent no. Okay. It was just because Kurt... Yeah, I, I wholeheartedly agree. Cobain on MTV was wearing the Hi, How Are You shirt with the famous little monster. Yeah. And everybody's like, who's Daniel Johnston? Yeah. Well, they have, I think he was on there, too. He well, brought- Daniel Johnston was popular in Austin. Yeah. In Texas. But otherwise, nobody knew about yeah, nobody him. nobody had a clue. But a lot of musicians? Well, yeah. Fucking nerve. I mean, when the dude in Nirvana has your fucking shirt on. Right. I mean, he talks about like, you. Well, think about how many flannel shirts got fucking... Sold. Right. And then people started paying a, and a crazy amount of money to buy jeans that were already fucked up. Right. You know, because that was, it was trendy. Like it, was. it was. Bam, like it got capitalized on instantly. No, it was. So whatever Kurt Cobain was fucking wearing, people were, kids were paying attention, you know, especially kids, teenagers. No, for sure. And it's like, well, those are the ones that are going to fucking spend their money on that kind of stuff. So then when he wore that on MTV, and then that was pre-internet, you know. No, that was just it was just television. So it was like people had to go out and look for it, right? And it, it, yeah, they do. It, he kind of took off there for a minute. Daniel, Johnson. I don't, I don't get it. So I, that kind of music confuses me. It's an acquired. Like, I, I get it, and I, to me, it's like, like I understand Weird Al, <laughs> you know, because it's like he's it's very obvious, but 
I can't tell if like Daniel Johnson is like a troll. I think I mean there's certain songs that I really like of Daniel Johnson. There's other songs that I just can't. That just sounds like noise to me. Yeah, and like a baby, you know, going goo goo gaga. Well, it's, it's a high pitched voice, but there's a, there are songs that I like of his. Um, but he's he was influential to a lot of people, and there was th- three people died this week in music. So those three well, big yeah, ones, probably more, probably but. more. Don't golly, this is this is the most depressing. The, the, the most depressing news segment ever. We should put on some of that Johnny Greenwood classical music, but ambiance. But let let me let me say that new good news. Good news to end the news segment. Rod Stewart has revealed his cancer. His battle with cancer is over. I didn't even know he had cancer. Yes, uh, he was given the all clear, having been diagnosed cancer two years ago. Um, Does he it had say what kind? Prostate. Oh, and he went into remission in July, and. Uh, yeah, there you go. He's got, he has like 20 wives. Admitted, admitting the prostate cancer test was pleasant. He joked, finger up the bum, no harm done. <laughs> Guys, you got to really go to the doctor. <laughs> he uh, He's doing, I think he's playing a show with Jeff Beck pretty soon at the Hollywood Bowl. Like they're going to do all. Early. Yeah, Stuart was accompanied by Rolling Stones guitarist Ronnie Wood. And uh, yeah, so that's. Rod Stewart, would you see him in concert? I've seen Rod Stewart. Do you I like him? I'm a fucking huge Rod, Rod Stewart. Stewart I love the faces and the early, yeah. like, those first four Rod Stewart solo albums. Men, yeah. The voice. It's, him, him it's and good. Like, him and uh, like Steve Perry are like the ultimate like rock vocalist. <laughs> so I'm serious, man. Like they, they fucking got, they got it. That's funny. Freddie Mercury, you know. I like I it. Put, I, I would put Rod Stewart in that category. All right, I like no. I like Rod Stewart. He's great, man. We need to talk about him at one point, dude. I would love to talk about. That'd Rod. be good. But yeah, we wish you the best, man. That's uh, good news. And uh, yeah, prostate cancer. Yeah, well, dude, I'm on that team too now. You, yeah, I joined that club. You did join that club, and hopefully, the next few weeks you'll be saying the same thing, right? Yeah. Two. Well, what is this? January, mid June. We're in September, middle yeah. of September. Yeah. So like three more months, I should be done. That's awesome. December, yeah. Is the next time the halfway mark? Next Monday will be halfway. So I'll be 6 of 12. So back to zero, basically. There you go. My dad dad was like, you'll be halfway done. And I said, you mean back to square one? He goes, well, also another way to look at it. But But another way to look at it is that you're at the top of the hill. Now it's just like, oh, we're going back home. Coasting down. Well, yeah, when I get to 10, it'll be real good. Like when it's double digits, 10 in, then it's like, okay, like. But yeah, so then I'll then I'll be able to join the the current Rod Stewart team. We'll we'll, we'll get you in on the um, the ultimate classic rock news on the new. Oh, that would be great. <laughs> I'm not that old though. You're not you that got, old. No, you got to be like sixty and up for them to talk about you on that website. Ah, uh, well, I guess you're not classic that old rock. Yet. Ultimate classic right? rock. Ultimate classic rock. There you go. Um, ultimate. Ultimate. So that bring that rounds out our news section today. Wrong. Wrong. No, there's one of our favorite bands put out some new music. You are totally See, right. You fucking we were you were all excited about this shit and you almost blew past it. I almost blew past it. Oh holy shit. Shame on you. Shame on me twice. No? Yes. But our favorite band, Ghost, we've seen them live before. Ghost, we've talked about them. We've done an episode about them. Ghost, rats, yes. They release rats. releasing an 
EP. Two of their songs have been released. They have one music video and then another one, just the song so far. Hopefully a new music video will come for it. But the first song they released was Kiss the Go-Goat. And holy shit, unbelievable song and even better music the video. video. The video the video is awesome. So Kiss the Go-Goat is a song kind of about, you know, accepting Satan and giving that forbidden kiss, as they say in the song, Satan, Lucifer, Oculum, Obscenum. That's yeah. the forbidden kiss on the devil's anus. Yeah. Uh, and it's so good because it plays out kind of like early Beatles and black and white playing this, the, a show. And then it fast forwards to the seventies where it's like go-go heels and go-go dresses in color and kissing a couple, uh, groupies. Dude, that's well. It's cool. Cause that was, uh, I guess there's a weird tie in with them and Scooby-Doo because it was exactly, it was 50 years ago. That the first episode of Scooby Doo came out, which I got, a, I just got an email about like the anniversary for that. Did you really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So they've, they've, if, if you follow how they've released stuff, it, there's been some sort of weird tie-in with the Scooby Doo show. Okay. Uh, but also it was like Friday the Thirteenth when they released it because technically it came out Friday at right. midnight or something yeah. like that. So it came out Friday the 13th, too. So they always plan their releases, you know, or he plans the releases. Right, around that. They're not really random. Like this, But the song is excellent. Oh, it's the fucking great. Yeah. so good. Because well, it's, but, well, so if you, and did you watch just, you saw the music video. Yeah. So in that series of videos, how it starts. With yeah, with the, the older, guy talking to the woman in the yeah, church. Yeah. Uh, God. Like you remember what happened last time. And then it flashes back. Right. So it was, you know, that's why the sound is so different on those songs. Yes. it's technically a different band. Dick. Yes. It's, it's ghost like in the, in 1969. 60s. Yes. As opposed to 1973. And they, it, it's just so fun to listen to because the song, I mean, listening to the lyrics, you're just like, oh, the devil's always been there for you and wants to, will take care of you yeah, and, rather than your dad did. <laughs> well, and then the other one is, uh, Mary up on the cross. Yeah. They won't be playing that on the radio. <laughs> Which the song doesn't seem terrible. Mm-mm. Like, well, I mean, it, not that it's, it's a great song, but it doesn't seem like vicious in any way. Well, but we, you listen to the, the words. Right, right. And it's like, oh, okay. No, it, it's good. There's stuff. no, there's no vulgarity. No, there's not. It just paints a very vivid picture. Oh yeah, but so good. Go find out. Kiss the Go Goat and Mary on the Cross by Ghost. It's so good. I've I literally have been listening to it all the time. Well, they released a seven inch. So it. right, the, it's like their EP or whatever. I think it's just those two songs. It's just those two songs. Yeah, just those two songs on a forty five. Hopefully, I, hopefully I was able to order it in time. I don't, it, I don't know. I've been trying to find it anywhere. Well, I, it was on Loma Vista. Okay. And I ordered it. I had to end up ordering actually from the UK one. Okay. So I had to pay more in shipping, but they it said they had them. But I think they only made like, I don't know, 5,000 of them or something. Damn it. And they got more than, I mean, worldwide people that buy vinyl. No. They're, they're really that, into that band. That, well, it, it was... Came a news came out last week or the week before that vinyl sales are beating CD sales now. Yeah, that didn't take much. Yeah, that's true, but still, that's yeah since for thirty years basically. Yeah. So, 
not not bad. Uh, but yeah, please, Ghost, if you're listening, please make more of these LPs. Oh, man, if we could get him on the show. Can't, I mean, you've met him before. Could, yeah, I did. Yeah, he came into the store. Yeah. <laughs> Nicest dude. But he, we could talk to him about horror movies, music, all kinds of shit. Please, let's do that. Please, let's do that. Well, a, a really good friend of mine is with he, he tours with like Slayer, uh, Rob Zombie, Ghost, and I can't remember the other one. He owns a lighting company. Yeah, and when Ghost, you know, comes to the states, they'll hire through Jason's company, and he'll go on the road with them, and he'll actually, you know, sit and do their lights live. Right, that's so awesome. I could, I mean, Just that would be cool. Go, if we, go! That guy's really, really, really. He's kind of like Rick Ocasek. Serious man, he can. He does all kinds of like great sounding music, and he's very. All those videos he comes up with, you know, the themes for him and the characters and stuff. Yeah. Super creative. I like it. Yeah. There's no face tattoos, though. No no face tattoos. All right. Well, that ends our music news of the day. Yes to Ghost. Yes to Kiss the Go-Goat and Marry Up on the Cross. But let's get on to our next topic, which is our... A classic album of the week where we discuss a classic album we want you to re-listen to or just introduce you to, really, if you have never seen it. But you should have heard these by now. Our uh, album, last week, our album, which is the first time we did this on the Unbalanced Note, was Electric Ladyland by Jimi Hendrix. This week is the Rolling Stones' Exile on Main Street. Yes, yes it was. If you haven't heard this album, you should... Set fire to your face and have the fire department put it out with an axe. There you go. You should have heard this album. First released as a double album on May 12, 1972, and it's the 10th studio album by the Rolling Stones. They put out two a year for a while in the early – when they came out in the 60s, they do like two albums a year. Yeah, before this was Sticky Fingers, then Exile on Main Street, followed by Goat's Head Soup. But uh, this this album, man, holy shit! It is. I mean, what do you, I mean? Basically, anybody who's ever listened to it, any music critic, any magazine, is ten out of ten, a plus plus plus. Well, and it has like the most cool rock and roll story before they even hit record on anything. So tell me about that. They got well. They were they had to flee. Uh, God, where where were they living? They fled to like France or something to record this, and they had they hid out and exiled themselves. It's in the name, but they did it for tax evasion purposes. <laughs> they had they. I'm not kidding. Yeah. So by the spring of 1971, Rolling Stone had spent the money they owed in taxes and left Britain before the government could seize their assets. Yeah. But they would, Jagger think- settled in Paris with his new bride, and guitarist rented a villa. Um, in France. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And, and so they recorded, they fucking set up in this big ass mobile like, recording truck. Yeah. But I think that that was outside. Yes. And then inside they just kind of recorded in the house. Yeah. Uh, and it's full of imperfections. Like you hear it's an engineer's like nightmare. Like, cause it's kind of, it's a, it's recorded improperly but right. that's what makes it sound so fucking awesome like, right they kind of they knew what they were doing but they knew that they kind of didn't know what they were doing and they had this sound they wanted to do and they <laughs> man it, it's so fucking good 
This album is unbelievably amazing. And so, interestingly enough, I'm going to read you this little story. Recording began in uh, earnest sometime near the middle of June. Bassist Billy Wyman recalls the band working all night, every night, from 8 in the evening until 3 the following morning for the rest of the month. Wyman said of that period, not everyone turned up every night. This was, for me, one of the major frustrations of this whole period. For our previous two albums, we had worked well and listened to producer Jimmy Miller. In France, things were very different, and it took me a while to understand why. By this time, Richards had begun a daily habit of using heroin. Thousands of pounds worth of heroin flowed through the mansion each week, along with visitors such as William S. Burroughs, Terry Southern, Graham Parsons, and Marshall Chess, the son of the famous blues guy leonard chess we started chess records <laughs> so it, i guess it was just it was it was huge obnoxious behavior yeah, it was a party French police dude. yeah no it was a whole thing they were getting i mean this is prime time stones right here like they're that run of albums where they did you know let it bleed sticky fingers exile on main street yep. goat's head soup and it, it's only rock and roll yep all that, that that is their best run of albums, period. Yep. Because from front to back, every single one of those fucking records is there's no there's not a dud on it. There no there's not. And the the cover of the album uh, reflects it. Runaway outlaws using the blues as its weapon against the world, showcasing feeling of joyful isolation, green in the face of scary and unknown future. Uh, and then you have you know. All the songs on this, like you start off with Rocks Off. Rocks Off and then Rip This Joint. Yes. Shake Your Hips Casino Boogie. Excellent. I, I love mean, Loving Cup. That's the best song. That's my favorite song. Loving Cup? Yeah. I am. I'm, I'm, I mean, you know you like Shine a Light, but I like Let It Loose and Ventilator Blues. Ventilator Blues is awesome. So, so good. You're a Jack White fan, aren't you? Yes. There's a, you should watch a video of them, Jack White playing with the Stones doing Loving Cup. Okay. It's good. All right. And then there was just Billy Preston was on this album. Yeah, I think it was Nicky Hopkins on there. Uh, Nick Beat and Nicky Hopkins did piano, Bobby Keys, Jim Price, Ian Stewart, Jimmy Miller. Bobby Keys is a Texas native. Al Perkins, Joe Green. Uh, it's crazy. Crazy. Yeah. And then, of course, it was uh, on like, it was number one for like every country for a long time. Yeah. <laughs> it's weird because Exile is. It's like my that's my second favorite Stones album. I, I man, Goat's Head Soup is my favorite. Okay, well, the, the, so the next year, the following year, they yeah, released and that Goat's one really Soup. was. I mean, that one got panned. Like critics didn't really like it and stuff. Well, but, well, but Exile, man, but it's, it's like, because of Exile on Main Street. It's like whatever Tarantino made after Pulp Fiction, people are not going to like as much. It's kind of the same thing with Exile on Main Street. It's so good, they will never recreate that. Yeah, but you know, believe it or not. When the when the Stones play, you know, live, yeah, they very rarely do more than they don't do a lot of songs off of Exile. No, if you don't. look at their set, list. right? And I think a big part of that is that this is the era when Mick Taylor was playing guitar for him, and without him, they weren't going to. They be are able, not getting the whole thing. No, they weren't going to be able to achieve this sound. He was the he's the key ingredient in that era. Like like I said, from like Beggars Banquet. All the way up to it's only rock and roll. I think they did six albums there, right? And once he came into the band from the John Mayall uh, Blues Breakers, yep, dude, it was fucking over. Like he, they, 
They found the guy who was able to get them to do the sound that they that Mick and Keith had wanted to do, specifically Keith, because he was fucking just enamored in like American blues, black artists, Chuck Berry, and he was like, "Fuck, I can't." He can do some of that stuff, but he needs a right hand man, other than Mick Jagger. Right. Bam! In comes Mick Taylor, and it was the perfect. It was like the the perfect pairing. It was, yep. They were fucking so goddamn good. And interestingly enough, a lot of people have covered not just a song on this album, but the entire album. Pussy Galore, Alabama 3, uh, has been featured in almost every Martin Scorsese movie. And then Fish actually covered the entire album for one of their Halloween shows, which they're famous to be. <laughs> their first set is their stuff, and then they pick an album and cover it complete from You know who back. Pussy Galore is, right? Who's Pussy Galore? I mean, I've heard of him. John Spencer. Oh, John, yeah. John, John Spencer. Spencer Explosion. Yes, that's right. That's his early, early. His early, early stuff. See, Fit, like, Fish shouldn't have even tried to fuck with this album. Why? Because they're not, they don't have that. This album has that fucking rock and roll edge that you can't fake. And Fish is too much, they're too much of like a perfectionist type band. Because this album is so flawed. Like it's so, but it's, people love it though. No, no. But what I'm saying is, like sonically, sonically, yeah. Like it's you, you can't be like Fish is all is like one of those virtuo type virtuoso type bands where like yeah. every musician in there is really, 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 really fucking good. Where in the Stones, they're just like really good. They're not trying to be their best at their instruments. They're just creating this fucking killer vibe and killer guitar tones and bass sounds and drum sounds. Fish is very like, you know, they're like a finesse player on a sports team. Yeah. The Stones are like the guy that's, he maybe gets to play half the game because he got ejected. He's like a dirty, you know, fucking, he's just a, it's a, it's a more rough, you know, less polished sound. And I don't really see how Fish could have possibly. Ryan Adams recent, a couple of years ago, he played the album. He did a majority of it at like the Ryman, I think. Right. Like he would get it. Or like if Jack if Jack White and like the if the Rack and Tours would do it, do it. That would I be, just don't. That would I don't be. hear how Fish could have possibly. Fish are good musicians. Just, I'm, that's what I'm saying. But they don't have any balls. Like <laughs> they don't have like rock and roll songs. They're they're so jammy and vibey. You know right. what I mean? Like it's a different. Not live though, but they're, they're more rock vibe. No, I mean no. There's something that. I mean, I agree. Do you I, know who Government Mule is? Yes. Okay, Government Mule could do it. Do you think somebody like Rage Against the Machine could do it? Absolutely not. No? Absolutely. No way. What about, no. What about ELO? Uh, no. Still no, no edge. Okay. Like Guns N' Roses could do it. Let's think. That's what we should have. That would have been a great Reddit question. Next next week we'll do yeah. it. Let's not forget it, though. Okay, we won't forget it. Because that is it. Like who? That is a fucking good one. Okay, we'll, we'll, we'll do that. But what other bands could have done this album correctly, like from front to back? We'll, we'll, we'll save it for the next time. Yeah, I'll save it. Save it for your mother. All right, that's our classic album of the week, Exile on Main Street. Uh, do you think, I mean, would you put this in your top five albums of all time? Not No, not my top five of all time. It would probably be in like my top 15. Top 15? Yeah. Okay. All right. No, that's, I mean, I, I love the album. It's a great album. Do you, I, how many, how many uh, issues or reissues do you have of it? Of the Stones one? Yeah. Just this album in particular? Yes. Probably three or four. Yeah, because it's, I mean, that, my, that's the 2010 edition mm-hmm. that yeah, I have this, there. Yeah, this, and this one, there's a CD version of it that has another disc. Right, yes, there. Of 
you know, alternate takes of songs and like, yeah, you, that's when you can really hear how much not non editing they did on this album. Right. It's got a very live feel to it. Yeah. You know, they just kind of set up the fucking microphone in the room, put the drums over here. They put the bass and then they just play. Here we go. Yep. They didn't worry that there's some bleed coming through that <laughs> mic into the other one. They were like, well, fuck dude, we're, we're on the run. Yeah, and we're and we're fucking shooting dope <laughs> yeah. daily. I mean, it's like thousands of pounds of heroin. You can weekly. hear it's this crazy. is one of those albums where you can hear the drugs in it. Yeah, like you, you, I'm, <laughs> I'm serious, man. You're just like, wow, this is because it's real kind of. No, not I mean, eerie, do you think this move, this album would have been better if they were not on drugs? Absolutely, and they needed to be on drugs to have this happen. Yeah, like if they wouldn't have fucked off their money and gotten tax trouble. They would have never had to have isolated themselves the way they did. Yeah, no, for sure. You know, so it's like the right. The, they're like the, it's like how the band started. It was just the right time and the right group of people. I then agree. the right set of events happened, and they were able to fucking do this. They achieved a. I mean, this is a monumental fucking record. It it really is. I I'm not. I I agree. I I agree, sir. You better. <laughs> Um, so moving on to our next topic, um, is our music question of the week, which we asked and we have some funny comments, but it goes in line with Twisted Sister. But our question of the week is if you could insert D Snyder into any band, who would it be and why? Who would it be and why, Jacob? Don't ask Deez me first. Read some of the questions. I mean, the answers. Okay. So, I hate being first. All right. DP Prey said, I would put him in Kiss just to watch him fight with Gene Simmons over who controls the band. Okay. Astral Official said, I'd refuse the task. Twisted Sister can keep all that. Why even answer, dickhead? <laughs> exactly. Sis Admin for Life says, 73 said, None D. Snyder is not. I repeat, not a good musician. Downvote me all you want, but that guy was a one-hit wonder for a reason. I totally disagree with that. Yeah, that guy's an idiot because he has two fucking hits. <laughs> Which ones? Well, fucking I Want to Rock and We're Not Going to Take It. Those are two. And Burn in Hell. Well, he- not a lot of people know that one. I didn't want to talk about that song just yet. Okay, we'll get to it. But, but yeah, yeah he's, got two, he's got two songs. What was that person's name? Decent. On the internet. Oh, Sis Admin for Life 73. Ass Clown. Ass Clown. And then Beaster, Beastray. Oh, this guy will have a fucking winning response. To the he answered to the question if you could insert D. Snyder into any band, what would it be? At why he said it, that plain Leonard Skinner was on. <laughs> Golly, Jesus! I don't get where the D. Snyder hates coming from. I'm telling you, it's had to have been something political. I would put him in Queen. <laughs> Ooh, that so Queen? I mean, you see, you hear Freddie Mercury, but having D. Snyder given dude, that D. edge with it, dude, he's got Ooh. some pipes, man. No, he does. Dude, uh, Sebastian, because I love Sebastian Bach. I'm a massive Skid Row fan, right? So he could also, I think, have replaced Freddie. I mean, although Freddie is irreplaceable, but my answer to the question would be, I would put him in Queen. Ooh. And what, what what songs would you like to hear him play? Well, I wouldn't want to hear him do you know Bohemian Rhapsody, but. Anything off like the first, like Sheer Heart Attack or the first two Queen albums, like when they were rocking. Yeah. Like imagine D. Snyder singing Fat Bottom Girls. 
He would nail it. <laughs> I even think he would do. I think he even would do a good job on like bicycle. I like it. I I I like that a lot. But we will rock you. He would fucking nail because I mean it's about rock. I agree. I wonder why people dislike D. Snyder though. I don't get it because yeah. I like I like D. Snyder. We're going to talk about him. I can get why they wouldn't like like Twisted Sister. You I know, see. I, I don't get that. No, I, that I could get though, because then it's like, oh, they're stupid fucking eighties hair metal. Band. You oh, you want me to let the dog out? Yes. Yeah, so who let the dogs out? Jacob. Jacob. There you go. <laughs> there you go, big girl. Dude, that dog is so fucking cool. I love that dog. It, I'm always so scared when I come over because it, bar- it barks and it runs out the door at me and it's so large and then I, it just starts doing that. She's like, oh, Jacob, I'm so yeah. happy to see you. Let me yeah, bring yeah. you a toy. I love you. I'm surprised pee doesn't come out of it. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like that dog is genuinely excited. She is genuinely excited to see you what for sure. Dog. But we need to figure out though why. People- you, I, can, I can respond to these people and be like, why do you hate? I'll do it right now. Call them a name though too. What would your answer be? What band would you put him in? So I would put him in Aerosmith. Ooh, that would be a good one. Just because I think it would go a better direction than they went <laughs> with D. Snyder as what, Oh, man. you mean like in the 80s? Yes. And 90s even. I, I, man, I like kind of... That's a guilty pleasure for me maybe then. Because I love the Get a Grip album. But do you like Just Push Play? Oh, no. that's that. But that's it's like... 2000. Yeah. So... No, I would put D. Snyder replace him. He would. Ooh, that would be. A, that would be a good, like if Steven Tyler were, had to have a fatality. <laughs> a fat- well, Aerosmith was, was huge into drugs too, and they stopped doing yeah, drugs. They all, and, they're all lucky to be alive. No, for sure. I remember. There's a great doc that showed them during doing drugs, and then after that, they're like in the back room instead of doing drugs, eating like ice cream and ice cream sandwiches and yeah, shit. Nothing they're wrong like, with that, man. Ice cream is delicious. It, it is, but it was kind of like the, and they say like, dude, we would have died you know if this if we kept on our current trajectory oh yeah but d snyder man why do you hate d snyder i know why i actually know why they hate him because they're jealous of his hair um he filed his fucking teeth down I mean, he may. I hope they get back to us because I will read it on the air. But I'm just curious, like, yeah, what did he do? I mean, are we out of the loop on something? What's wrong? No, he I mean, he took. He was. We're, we're going to talk to. I talk about him later. So, but yeah, uh, Aerosmith and Queen, great answers. And then this person said Kiss, <laughs> which I'd like to see. I mean, kind of the same thing. Yeah, he could do it. Alice Cooper would be another one. I just feel like Alice Cooper. They would just like do a song together no but i meant like if they're both into horror no, like if into- like if if vincent you know actual alice cooper right right he if he died and then they were like gonna do a show d snyder could go out and do all of those songs right i mean he's got it's almost the same thing yeah feed my frankenstein and yeah it's, it's all yeah, the same under thing. my wheels any of that stuff. It, but they're and like both of them they are both uber smart people and, well <laughs> intelligent that's why i can't figure that's why i, I want to know what the problem is with these people because the other thing is well we'll, we'll wait to talk about we'll get into yeah we'll, we'll, we'll get into that what the but hell is that dog doing <laughs> <laughs> she sees somebody outside i don't know if anybody can hear her outside but she's fine She's going bonkers. She's, she's going bonkers. She sees something outside. She wants a banana. 
She like she. Don't we all want one? Somebody must be outside. Don't let them get you, puppy dog. That's that's bug dog. She's our mascot. She likes music and bodyguard. She, she prefers James Brown to anything. She no. She likes Baja men. No, she no, she doesn't like Baja. But she's German, so she likes Autobahn and Rammstein <laughs> and Rammstein. Do <laughs> um, that brings us to our next topic, where uh, it's it's the the topic the segment where we introduced last week, where we actually again introduce you to a band that you probably have not heard of, but you definitely should. Last week, of course, was Church of the Cosmic Skull. Um, she wants to come in now. Jacob, over the door. Go. Thank you. I'm a puppy dog. The hell are you out there barking at, bozo? <laughs> I'm a bug dog, and I got my I got my little bone now, yeah, and all my other toys. Dog is wild. Um, so we introduced you a band last week was Church of the Cosmic Skull. We hope you found them out. Listen to Cold Sweat on YouTube and bought their album. This week we have an equally cool band. Uh, Jacob actually introduced them to me and I have definitely gone out there and listened to all their stuff on YouTube, trying to find their music that I don't have to order from Sweden, but this is a Swedish band, um, called Hollis H a with the two dots on top. Umlau L L A S Hollis H A L L A S. And, uh, holy shit. They're from Sweden, and they have a song called Star Rider that evokes every emotion out of you. Mm-hmm. Sadness, joy, thrills. Murder. <laughs> Murder. It, I love how it starts with that real ominous John Carpenter scent. Right. And the video is real kind of, it's definitely 80s well, it, inspired. It's like 1979, 1980 um, Atari mm-hmm. Uh, graphics, yeah, and and then it's got a very Canadian vibe. No, to it, it does. And then you, it's kind of like shots of like gothic castle, medieval stuff, and knights, and then mixed in with them recording in like their own apartment. Yeah, yeah, they're in like an apartment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and uh, it's so good, and like it's a very. I, I would say it's kind of 1970s influence. Yeah, it's definitely it's got that like pro like 70s prog, cool guitar, you know, dual guitar harmony thing, and the vocalist is great. Like, is the it's like a it's like if, if Getty Lee didn't sing in that weird register. No, right? Because it's the the lyric the lyrical content is great and it's very kind of sci-fi. But it, yeah, it's like sci-fi and it's also very. It reminds me of like some of the more known melodies of Iron Maiden. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, where they remind me instantly of Wishbone Ash. The oh fir- yeah! The first yes. time I heard them, I was like, "Holy shit! This sounds this sounds like Wishbone Ash." And I, you know, no, I love Wishbone yeah, Ash. Artists. Yeah, I, yeah, I got you into them. Yes, I have yeah, many albums now. It's one of the most underrated bands ever. They're but, so good. Yeah, it's like if Wishbone Ash, Rush, and like early Rush and like Deep Purple. Right. No, it is because they have kind of like a rock, but they also have it's like a lighter side, well, very melodic, but. Also, all the musicians sing, and they have a great harmony. Yeah, the queen, the queen thing happens. Yes, yeah. and so you get the lows and the highs. And this song's called Star Rider. 
<laughs> and it's oh it's, well what's weird is that's like a very good song right but it ain't their best song it just has that that's the that's the song that made for the cooler video and they nailed right the, the, in the vibe of the video yeah they could not have had a better video it's incredible that band is it sucks because i i when by the time i found out about them then i went to try to order their records through their website it's of course they're sold out so then i went on uh, ebay first yeah and no one was even selling them so right. then i went on discogs, discogs and they're all like 65 no well it's because they're only selling them overseas well, and it's super but, difficult and they only made like i think 3000 or Right. Because they're not, I don't know if they're very, they might be pretty popular over there. Yeah. You know, where they are in, you know, that area of Sweden or maybe even throughout Europe. Yeah. But I I mean, I don't know if they have, if all a following over here, but. Well, their record label is called The Sign Records, and they only have a couple albums, if not one. Yeah, I think they just have one. Yeah, excerpts from a future past. They're, um, Another, I've listened to like three other songs. Another song I really liked was called Autumn in Space. And the other one was Astral Seer. Yeah, Astral Seer. They've got a cool video for that one. Yes, they do. And as well as Autumn in Space, they do. And I highly, highly recommend this. Like, they're located in central Sweden. Please come the fuck over to the U.S. We'll go over there, dude. I I am. Oh, you want to go to Sweden? Let's go to Sweden. That would be awesome. I'm from Sweden. Sweden. I'm from Sweden. Dude, I would have to tell them we're from, like, you could tell them you're, you know, Italian or something. (laughs) I would tell them I'm, you know, just, I'm from, like, Belgium. I wouldn't tell them I'm American. I wouldn't want to tell them I'm American. But yeah, they're they're touring right now, but only overseas. They have they're not coming anywhere near here yet. But uh, but yeah, um, they're great. But interestingly enough, there was a huge music festival um, in June in Oslo called Tons of Rock. Kiss, Def Leppard, Slayer, Dropkick Murphys all played there, as well as Hollis played oh, cool. there too. But Hollis was like. Tiny. The last, the second to last band listed oh, on really? there. Dude, I bet Hollis, hopefully they become so big that Kiss is opening up for them. You know what would be fucking great? What? They would be the perfect opener for Ghost. Ghost. Yes. No, I, yes. And I they're both totally Swedish. Agree. They're both Swedish. Something is in the goddamn water over there. It, this Ghost and Hollis. Do you think, God damn, that's good. Well, in Graveyard, you have to check. I'll show, I'll, I'll send you something from them too. You might like them. I just I love it. Swedes love just it. I don't they do the rock and roll good right now, man. Like they they're fucking they got it. So I hope they can come over to the states because this would be a band that I would kind of like. Hmm. Yeah, I think I might like travel to see them. Kind of like yeah, even if they let's were go in like Louisiana or, or something. Yeah, like all right, let's um. I want to go vacation. Let's go here, and I'm gonna book a ticket. Yeah. To fly there. Oh, and I'm going to buy this ticket to see them. Well, yeah, because it would be great if... And then I'd bring like 200 bucks to buy all their merch. (laughs) Yeah. Well, fuck, man. Think about how much it would cost them just to get get to America. Right. And then they're like, you know, I would think that people over here would should know who they are, but... Hollis? Yeah, there's no... I don't think... I, I don't know how I stumbled across them. I can't even remember. Well, it was kind of like how we stumbled across the, which we'll probably talk about at some point, the old Japanese rock band. You're on YouTube. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're just like, what's this? This is recommended. What? You know, or even on Reddit, there's a great music Reddit that suggests like new crazy music. Yeah. And you just kind of go on there. But I'm on their website right now. Um, their website looks cool, too. No, their website is cool. So you can, there's a ton of. 
I, I definitely want one of these shirts. The, shirts the Star Rider fuck, shirts. Man, I want, I want a goddamn record. <laughs> I want a goddamn shirt. But so I'm looking at the the Star Rider stuff, and so I only see. It's a uh, not Star Rider. No, I, yeah, I only. It's a flex disc. Oh, okay. Which. I don't want a flex disc. Well, that'd be cool to have. I mean, because I mean, you, like, you get the art on it. Yeah, like, but you could just CD, the- a cassette, and then the flex disc. They have a, they have a cassette? Yep. Hipsters. <laughs> and then they have a, a patch. They have tote bags, pens. But, yeah, this shirt is fucking badass. Well, so. Man, think about seeing that band played, like, at a tiny place. Yeah. Because they've got such a big sound. Yeah. Like, they should be playing arenas. Like they're that good. They they are so good. So I oh my goodness, oh my goodness. So um, help us, help them. Help you, help them. Help us, help you. But yes, Hollis, please go listen to them. If they're so good, you're gonna like them. Hollis H A L L A S H A L L A S Band dot com. If you want to visit their stuff, yeah, and check them just, out. They're 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 great. Looking up on YouTube, they're good shit. And that brings us back to our question. Somebody looks like answered. Of why they hate D. Snyder? Yep. I cannot wait because I'm so fucking baffled as to why. So Beaster, the guy who said um, the thing like, I put him on the plane, the pl- that plane Leonard Skinner was on. Uh-huh. I go, why do you hate D. Snyder so much? And he goes, no hate, just a snarky Reddit comment. Never cared for his music at all, but I remember him fondly on Howard Stern many years ago. So he didn't even answer. He didn't answer the first question, <laughs> right? What's this guy's name? Beasto shit? B-E-S-T-R-E. Beaster. He didn't even answer the first question. And then he kind of didn't even ask answer the second one. Well, he did. No, he did. He just like, well, I don't hate him. I was just a snarky Reddit comment. But but so he still didn't answer the question though. <laughs> it's like, but why? Like why why put him why why would you want to put him on? A I plane? can go further into it, but do we want to? Yeah, <laughs> I want to know where this where this guy's because he obviously lives with his mom. <laughs> well, he says clearly, I. Never cared for his music at all, but I remember him fondly on Howard Stern many years right, ago. Right, but that doesn't make you just go, okay, but what do you remember? If, if you're if he's remembering and being on Howard Stern and he's saying he would put him on an airplane to have basically just for him to just die, yeah. he had to have said something on – it's like the guy didn't even answer the fucking question. It's like, what do you want for dinner? Food. <laughs> it's like, could you – I'm serious. No, I'm serious. You don't think you think that guy answered the question? No, I don't think he answered it. And then when he was called out, he he was like, "Yeah, he was like, oh, I don't hate him. I was just being a troll." Get on. I mean, maybe I need to get on Reddit. You should get on Reddit. Yeah. What would your your name be? D Snyder. (laughs) D (laughs) Snyder. Or D Spider. D Spider fan. Uh, I don't know. Do you have to have a username? You don't have to have a profile and shit, do you? Is that you? You just have a username. Okay. You know. Yeah, I can do that. Yeah. Probably snake farts. Mine's snake farts. There you go. Snake farts sixty nine. No. Snake farts twenty two. I always like eleven thirty eight. Um, mine's Lewis Tolley nine thousand. Uh-huh. So if you get that, yeah. Do no. you know who was actually supposed to be cast as that role? Who? John Candy. Oh yeah, that's right. 
It, luckily, it went to Rick Moranis. Mm-hmm. But that's he turned it. Uh, John Candy turned it down. For yes. all you idiots who don't know what we're talking about, Louis Tolley. That was Rick Moranis's character in Ghostbusters. Yes, with the HAL nine thousand tacked on. Oh my goodness! So, uh, but yeah, that guy fucking. How can, I <laughs> Jacobs got pissed. Well, He's not, gonna get no. on Reddit and talk to this guy like, no, but you didn't answer the question. He didn't answer. But I'm not pissed. I'm just like, why? Why the guy obviously just has too much free time. Well, he's being a troll. Yeah, I don't think so, though. He was being he a wa- troll, obviously, because he was doing a snarky comment, and then he was like, oh, I actually don't hate him. But he, okay, maybe you're right. He, so he's still, I let him get, I let some idiot on the internet get to him. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I laugh at it all, because it's funny. But I want to, but. I want to know why I you know wouldn't why, like somebody like yeah, him. Yeah, I want to know why they hate him. Did he vote for Trump? <laughs> I could ask him that. Yeah. I mean, what just specifically? Should I ask him, are you a Trump voter? That guy? <laughs> yes. Dude, I don't fucking know now because now I've let this nobody get to me on, on the internet. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm not, I am telling myself I'm not pissed because I am not, I am not pissed. <laughs> I'm not not. Yeah, I'm just confused about it. Like if I answered the question... It, if, okay, so my answer would always be I would put Post Malone on the airplane then. Save the guys in Skinner and just send him on there. And if someone asked me why, I would just have two answers. He sucks. And if you don't think he sucks, listen to that music and tell me that it's you, you, you somehow think that's great. Yeah, or worthwhile. Yeah. I mean... Help society. Not even that. It doesn't even have to be that. It's just... It is, that is the most prefabricated... It's like no different than the monkeys. It's a fucking little bitty stupid trend that will hopefully go away in the next two years. And but, but the they, monkeys never went away. Well, they kind of did. But you, you see what I'm, you get what I'm saying, right? It's so fucking. You hope within like what six did Brad, years. What did Brad Pitt tell? Remember when he told Kevin Spacey in Seven? He's like, you're a fucking nobody. You're a nobody. You're, you're a fucking. You're, you're a the movie t-shirt. of the week. Yeah, you know, t- TV t-shirt, show of the week. T-shirt yeah. of the week or something like yeah. that. That's what that. That's what fuck. That's what that dude is. This dude on Reddit or both of them? Both of them. Okay. Post Malone. I can. You want me to email, message no, I'll him? I'll go home and find this idiot. <laughs> Are you good with hacking? I need this guy's IP address. I just want you to be on Reddit. I think you'll like it. Yeah. Well, I got I got nothing but free time. There you go. He's, he's free solo. It's the vacation I've been waiting for. <laughs> Take a vacation I never took. Yeah. But there were strings attached. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I can't go anywhere. Right. All right, that brings us to our second to last, uh, our second to last topic segment feature. Uh, our one hit wonder, which we've been doing since day one. Very excited. Our one hit wonder of the week. I didn't tell Jacob. It yeah, I was sitting here thinking. Wait a minute. I don't. Oh, I didn't, I'm su- this will get me excited then because it's not post Malone news. It's not post Malone news, but it is our one hit wonder. It is. Here comes the hot stepper by Any Kamosi. I don't know what that is. I don't know that song. Yes, you do. No, I don't think. Here I... comes the hot stepper. Word her up. I'm the lyrical gangster. Na 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 na. I'll have to hear it. I don't know if I know this. What song. are you talking about? You know this song. What's it called? Here comes the hot stepper. Word up. Keep I'm going. the lyrical gangster. It's called Here Comes the Hot Stepper I don't by fucking... Any Kamosi. You know this song. I don't know this song from 1995. What was it in? Everything. Holy shit. Was it in Three Ninjas? <laughs> okay, here it is. 
Here comes the hot stepper. I know you know this song. Mm-mm, I don't think so. What are you talking about? All right, let's see here. He's listening to it now, folks. Oh, why didn't you just do that? Why didn't you just do that? Because that's not the song. But, but I would have known it then. <laughs> then I would have known it by the melody. You, how does the verses go? Keep on going. It's like Jacob's listening to this song for the first time, and he's like, no, "Oh, I, I remember no. that song." Well, no, I, I just I remember this part. Here come the outstepper, a lyrical gangster. <laughs> Still living like that. This was a huge song for a year. Yes, we multiply. We'll hear the fat lady sing. I don't know. I don't know. Act like you know, Chico. I know what Bo don't know. Touch them up and go. Uh oh, Chang I don't know if I really don't know if I've ever. Heard you that have song. heard this song. Well, I, maybe I have, but I don't remember it. <laughs> Did you block this out? I don't think I. No, I didn't block it out. I just don't. I don't. I don't nah. know. How do you not know? This? I know that I knew the beginning part. The na 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 na. But that's from something else, though. But, so that's from "Land of a Thousand Dances" by Wilson Pickett. That that part. Yeah. Because he's going, he's doing the same na 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 na. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Man, like, I'm, I'm telling you, I know you think uh, I don't think I fucking know this song. <laughs> <laughs> you know this song? No, I just listened to some of it, and I don't think I do know it. Where were you in 1995? Well, okay, I, we gotta. Get we have done a ton of crazy one hit wonders. Right, this was a huge no, one. I don't, but was it though? I mean, I did see it had 26. I liked. Look, in ninth, <laughs> look, man, in ninth. No, well, I mean, let me. Have you ever seen my third grade yearbook picture? No. How would I have? Well, I don't know. I thought I'd maybe have seen it to. I guess that is a random question. At tw- at midnight, Jacob texts me, "Hey, man, you want to see me in third grade?" <laughs> well, well, I have a I have a fucking I, I don't know why I asked that question because I just I assumed that you've maybe seen it. I don't fucking know. Well, I I, now I want to see okay, it. Well, I got it. Like I've got a Guns N' Roses shirt. I'm wearing a Guns N' Roses shirt. So in 1995, like I wouldn't have been listening to that song. I wasn't. I didn't like. I wouldn't have. But it, but I, I mean, it. <laughs> what is it in? Is it in like? It sounds like a song that would have been in Cool Runnings. It wasn't, but it's it's Jamaican dance hall music. Oh, the uh, video. Well, I'll tell you. I will tell you one thing. Of the 30 seconds of the video that I watched, <laughs> there was like three scantily clad, very attractive. Uh, Women, yeah, yes, well, with wearing hardly anything, right? So, okay, okay, so but they were in like a slum. The chorus is sampled from Cannibal and the Headhunters' cover of "Land of a Thousand Dances," but it is also samples of "Land of a Thousand Dances" from Wilson Pickett. Yeah, but the song—it's uh, the only song by Any Kamosi to reach number one. Like it reached the number one position in December 17th, 1994 and remained there for a few weeks. It also hit number one in Denmark and New Zealand and top 10 hit in 12 other countries. Johnny Gibb, John Gibbons made a remix of the song in 2018, but, uh, it samples, uh, tons of stuff, including vocals from the Mohawks, Bobby Bird, Dougie Fresh and Slick Rick. (laughs) 
And it also samples guitar notes from Isaac Hayes, interestingly enough. So there's nothing... And the verse vocal melody is reminiscent of the Beatles' Come Together. Nothing original about this song. No, but it became a huge thing. I don't know this. I'm sorry to disappoint you. I don't know this song. How do you not know this song? I wasn't listening to that kind of stuff then. You weren't listening to reggae? No. Jamaican music? I don't... I've never really listened to... I mean... I like Toots and the Maytals. That's about it. Toots and the Maytals. No, I'm serious. Like when, when I like them too, look, man. When I was in, you know, middle school and high school and then everybody was, you know, fucking start smoking weed and shit. And then right, right. people were like, oh, man, Bob Marley is so cool. And I, listened, I was like, okay, who's this Bob Marley guy? And then I listened to it and I was like, man, not really my thing. Like I don't, I don't really care much for reggae music shit all sounds the same to me but people say say like i like good country music but people say country music all sounds the same it's interesting it just doesn't do anything for me it's a huge number one hit i you know it you've locked it out send me your third grade picture also this song was it featured heavily in a soundtrack or a movie soundtrack uh which was robert altman's movie called ready to wear which was starred Julia Roberts, Lauren Bacall, Kim Basinger, Rupert Everett, Forrest Whitaker, Richard E. Grant, Danny Aiello, Lyle Lovett. Oh, that must have been when Julia Roberts and Lyle Lovett were married. Right, but this was like the hit motion, the hit song of the movie. This, wait a minute, this song was in a movie by Robert Altman that Lyle Lovett was in. Correct. I am so confused right now. And Forrest Whitaker. I'm so confused. It, it was the movie was about um, uh, fashion models. And, oh yeah, Kim Basinger. And it's kind of like a thriller. Uh, the tagline is "Sex, Greed, Murder." Some things never go out of style. So, ooh, ooh. the year's most seductive comedy, Robert Altman, and uh, yeah, Tim Robbins is in it. God damn. I haven't seen this movie since it came out, but it was featured heavily on the soundtrack. And uh, yeah. Oh my goodness! That's crazy. That I don't know this. I don't. I, maybe you I do know. Do this song. know this song? How it's it's kind of like. I mean, it's like tub thumping by Chumbawamba. It's like that big. Yeah, or Hanson Mbop. <laughs> well, does the chorus like when the chorus hits? Is it like? Is that recognizable? No, that was it. You oh, heard that's the it. whole song. It just repeats. Yeah, I would no. I don't like that song. I I mean, what? What do you want me to say? Here comes the hot stepper. No, not at all. You know what that song reminds me of? You remember Shaggy? Oh, yeah. This is like the precursor to Shaggy. Like the Shaggy, the It Wasn't Me and... um, Yeah. Or that song, boom, 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 what he can say, way, yo. Yeah. So that will be an, a future one. A see, future I know one that wonder. one, though. Boom, boom, like, I know, say, I know, see that, way-o. but I know that song, but this one, I don't, I just don't think I know it. Okay. Are you mad? No, I just know, you know, I think you, I think you mentally blocked it out at some point because this song it, was everywhere for a year or two. Me, you mean? Yes. Maybe, yeah, I was. Tell me where the song touched you. <laughs> it didn't, that's why I don't like it. Oh my! So yeah, um, Ina Kamosi. Here comes the hot stuff. I've never even heard of that person. It's crazy to me. 
Crazy. All right. So we're going to go back once more to our question of the week. About oh, did the guy respond back? No, I didn't say anything, but somebody else did. Oh, okay. Um, and uh, it's, it's Sis Admin for Life who said, None D. Snyder is not, I repeat, not a good musician. Downvote me all, one, but that guy was a one-hit wonder for a reason. And I said, why all the hate? And Sis Admin for Life 73 just says, LOL, because... That's it. You have got to be kidding me right and now. Then, and then Golden Badger comes in, all caps, how dare you? They had two hits. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Golden Badger. He, he gets it. They did have two hits. They, one hit once. Those people are idiots. <laughs> it sounds like Reddit is just full of morons. It, here, yes. Usually not, but LOL because... So they're just it, – it is kind of – yeah, Jacob's like oh. has both hands on his head right now, shaking it. Just like, oh, what have I gotten myself into? Oh, my goodness. But, I want to know. <laughs> well, get on. Like, what, okay. No, I'm serious. Like if did he do – did he do something like Louis C.K. or did he do something like Harvey Weinstein? No, none of it. No, no, but it's a big just to say that you dislike someone, right? Just because, just because it's like, well, what did he do? Well, with a name like Sis Admin for Life seventy three, I don't even know what that means. Sis Admin S Y S like oh, system administrator. Yeah, fucking god. <laughs> I mean, it, it, it's, I hope it, I, you know what? I hope that's just like a little teenage girl. LOL, because. Yeah, no, it, you, you see when you ask them, ah, I'm just kidding. Yeah. Or uh, because. And then Golden Badger comes in. <laughs> what? I want to know what he did. Well, let's get into that. Our main feature, we're finally here. Unbalanced note, Twisted Sister, main topic of the evening, of the day, of the week. Twisted Sister, American heavy metal band, originally from New Jersey, Jersey, and later based in Long Island, New York. Um, they were best known, of course, for "We're Not Gonna Take It" and "I Want to Rock," featured in tons of stuff. Um, a lot of their music videos are basically uh, slapstick humor. They loved it, and many of the songs explore themes of parents versus children conflicts and edu and criticisms of the educational system as we'll get into later um the band is often considered glam metal because they dress up kind of like kiss or something like that in boas and sparkles but they're, like, they're all cross-dressers d snyder considers the term to be inappropriate so interestingly enough the uh twisted sisters uh the, the twisted sister <laughs> the the members of the band d snyder uh, J.J. French, Eddie Fingers Ojeda, Mark the Animal Mendoza, and then um, back in the 80s, Anthony A.J. Pirro. I think that J.J. French was kind of the guy that had the vision for the band. He's, he's leading rhythm guitars and backing vocals, and I think he was uh, the original member of the band was J.J. French. Yeah, I think he was like... Because he was from 1972, and then it was 1975 when he got D. Snyder and yeah. um, Eddie on. But he... they they uh, There's a really good documentary about them. Right. That was on... I think it was on Netflix for a little bit. But yeah, they, they're just... A, they started... You know, they're like kind of like a party 
Big party band. This dog needs you need to go out again. <laughs> like, man, I'm chilling. Um, so the band was originally called Silver Star and was formed after John Siegel, later named JJ France, was added following additions in the band house located in New Jersey. So they did that. They called themselves Silver Star for a while. And um, Silver Star was the creation of the drummer Mel Anderson. Um, as the New Jersey version of the New York Dolls. I was going to say that to me, they always kind of remind me of like the 80s version of like what the New York Dolls would have done. Because they were kind of punk, but right. still rock and roll. And then they had that weird like, why are these, you know, what are these fucking transvestites up there doing? Right. Like they were real glitzy and glammy, you know. It gave you something to look at. It wasn't just dudes up there playing fucking t-shirt, you know. Right, right. Um, and O'Neill actually came up um, with the name Twisted Sister um, at a rehearsal on Valentine's Day in 1973. And uh, was so excited, he um, went to the band, their band manager's office and was like, just like barged in, was like, we are Twisted Sister. Done. Great band name. No, it is fantastic. And then... Um, Tony Bunnicky board Steve Garano left soon after the lead singer Browned, uh, but then Billy Diamond, uh, Mel Starr, Johnny Heartbreaker, which is um, J.J. French, and new bass player Kenneth Harrison Neal made up the next lineup of Twisted Sister. And then they started uh, playing six nights a week um, for the same club. Um, in New York of 1973 and played 105 nights from Memorial Day to Labor Day, which is basically almost every Every day. day. They played 78 shows, uh, which is insane. So they just kept on playing. They just kept on playing. uh, And then, and then, oh my goodness, the dogs go, because they're doing yard work. And the dog... (laughs) That's funny. Isn't that great? She's like, what's happening? Here, come on. Bug dog, bug dog, come on! There we go. Crazy, that crazy, you crazy. It, she's she's crazy. And then, um, so basically, they've been playing all these shows. Their um, their influences were David Bowie, Mott the Hoople, Rolling Stones, New York Dolls. And then, in 1975, uh, they met D. Snyder, Danny Snyder. Uh, and he joined the band, and that's when they became super famous. Do you like D. Snyder and Twisted Sister? Yeah, that's why I'm confused of the why someone would hate D. Snyder. <laughs> like I'm like, if you've ever heard that guy talk, like if you looked at him, you would think, oh, this guy's a fucking bozo. He's up to wearing makeup and you know flashy pants and yeah, and he's singing about you know. Stick it to your parents and like skip and school. But in like a pretty sadistic way, which I like. But yeah, but then you hear him speak and you're like, this guy is very, very, very intelligent. Right. No, like he is. In the 80s, thing, when the that Tipper Gore shit happened with the censorship. Right. Remember who Dumb. went? Dumb. Yes, I agree. They fucking sent Frank Zappa, yep. D. Snyder to go like, I don't know if Talk it was to before yes. Congress or something, but they went and, you know, these all these suits were like, oh, these... These rock and rollers are going to come try to talk to us about, you know, legislation. Yeah, and they'll be high as shit. Yeah, they blah, get blah, in blah, blah. Just, and then, yeah, they show up in fucking suits. 
And then they sit down and they start speaking and you quickly real, you can see the vibe of the room change that, oh God, these, these people are actually intelligent. And where, whereas it's the opposite, the politicians are not intelligent. Yeah, you weren't, they weren't going to send Vince Neal. Yeah, right. You know what I mean? <laughs> not going to send Ted Nugent. <laughs> no, they could have sent Ted. <laughs> he would have been, he would have had the house burned down. Dude, but he would have, but I'm saying though, he, he, that's what, that's what I can only think that. D. Snyder has had to have done something politically that has offended someone. Well, let's because go. if anything, I would think that everyone should love D. Snyder because look, I don't think that looks any gayer. <laughs> you <laughs> know what I mean, right? Like unless they're mad that he maybe exploited something, I don't fucking know. I'm confused by the the hate. We'll look. Him. We'll look. We'll look towards. But yeah, it. dude, I love. I'm a. I like. I like Twisted Sister a lot, and I'm very partial to the song Burn in Hell because it is in one of my favorite movies of all time. No, we will get to that. We're getting to it. So in the 70s, they're playing a lot of playing a lot of shows, a lot of clubs. They're building their name. 1982 to 1984, they cut their first records. But in ni- it was not until 1984, the band's third record called Stay Hungry, where they reached crazy success. Uh, during this tour in 1984, a young Metallica supported the band. Oh, really? Yes, they did. Um, and so from this band, basically after this album, they kind of just like went out, but, uh, cause I mean, how can you, how can you do it? But their first, their first, let's talk about their first album. It's called under the blade. And, uh, I mean, you probably wouldn't really recognize any, any stuff on it, but it's a great album though. It's been a long time since I've listened to it. So it's got a, isn't that? It's it's influence of Judas Priest basically. Well, it's like I remember the co- I, the cover is real fucking. Uh, there's a lot of hair on the front of it. It's basically all the the band and G Snyder's right out. In He's front like with his hair. Down. Yes, yeah, he is okay. under the blade. And then the second one is called "You Can't Stop Rock and Roll," which is just That's a good one. Like the metal emblem of them. Twisted Sister of TS. It sold a ton, but you wouldn't know any of the songs other than one of my favorite songs from them, The Kids Are Back, uh, which was featured in um, Jackass 3. The kids are back. Kind of like going back to your hometown and fucking shit up. Yeah. Great song. Uh, And then, of course, Stay Hungry, which 1984, it has we're not going to take it i want to rock the price uh all great songs and of course the song um burn in hell featured in the 1995 film peewee's big adventure correct tim burton's first feature film peewee's big adventure there's they're in it they are so it's not just the song that's in it but when peewee is going through hollywood running through all the sets D. Snyder and the band is making the video mm-hmm. to Burn in Hell, and they like feature it for like a solid thirty seconds. Yeah, Pee-wee and Pee Wee runs yeah, around. He goes through the scene. I think he's is he in the car and he's, he's on his he, bike. No, he's in he's in the bike, but in this part, uh, he's on his bike, and the sleigh with Godzilla and Santa That's Claus right. is following That's him, following. and it crashes into the D. Snyder car, yeah. and all D. Snyder get off and like, oh no. We are we See, are here. That, that's one. There's got to be a Tim Burton D. Snyder connection then, because how random to have them in that movie. I will look that up because I don't quite remember. 
But I mean, this is their most popular album. And then so after, but I mean, what year again did Pee Wee come out? It was 1985. Yeah, 1985, Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Okay. So it was a year after. So this was like top, 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 top. Um, and we, I mean, it's just, it's so good. It's a cool song. Great song. And because uh, that song, Burn in Hell, is about like bad teachers abusing kids mm-hmm. and having them burn in hell. Well, he's so I mean, cool. Like, granted, I mean, it is kind of... Like, I Want to Rock. And that's right. a cool song, too, because that's one of the few songs that starts with the chorus. Yeah. Like, most songs start with a verse. And yeah. And that song actually starts with the chorus happening, which is kind of unique to hear in, in a song. But they are kind of, I don't know, not boneheady, like, basic stupid lyrics, but they kind of reminded almost me of them having this weird Beastie Boys vibe to it, as as far as just to what they're talking about. Like they're not they're not they're not politically indebted to anybody, but they're very anti-establishment, right? You know. So the, and what they're saying, they're actually saying something. They're not, you know, just randomly. You know, no, not they're not non- nonsense. Where a lot of that '80s, that's why I think why D. Snyder's probably like, we don't want to be lumped in. We're not an '80s fucking hair metal band. Because they actually had something to say. Correct. Uh, I think they did in all of their stuff. Um, in 1985, November 9th, 1985, the band released its fourth studio album, Come Out and Play. And it was definitely not as near as successful, but it did earn gold album sales. Uh, but MTV chose not to air the music video, Be Cruel to Your School, on the grounds that it was graphically offensive. The song featured such guests as Alice Cooper, yeah, Brian Setzer, and Billy Joel. Which is really weird. Why it's not yeah. weird? That to, to me, it's perfectly normal for those three artists that you just mentioned, yeah, to have been with to have because D. Snyder. I mean, that's why I just I'm fucking so confused about the hate for him. Like I, I get why people wouldn't like Ted Nugent, but I don't get to I don't get the hate on D. Snyder, man. It, like he just seems like such a fucking cool dude. Like. What other album has Alice Cooper, Brian Setzer, and goddamn Billy Joel on it? Right? No, I, mean, I, seems, I agree. That's a pretty widespread. So I'm looking at D. Snyder to answer your question. Has he done anything? You know? Stupid? I don't think he's ever done anything dumb. Like, he's never got drunk and killed anybody in a car. Like no. Like, Neil. He's never... I don't even think He's he, been married to his wife since 1981. They I have four he, children. I don't think he drank. I don't think he even drinks or does drugs. He, um... In... The 1985 Parents Music Resource Center Senate hearings, Snyder stated, I was born and raised a Christian, and I still adhere to those principles, which is what you were talking about. In 2003, Snyder's brother-in-law, Vincent Garigolo, was murdered. Oh, um, God, I didn't know that. Um, let's see. He, he would be voting for Barack Obama. <laughs> because John McCain would not acknowledge George W. Bush's mistakes that he made while in office. Okay. Kind of well, middle. but he, but see, even in his response, like just by saying he would vote for someone, he he didn't he hasn't alienated a crowd, right? No, and then like he didn't. I mean, no, he he's not. He's very liberal, very liberal. But yeah, but but he's also saying that he one of the reasons that he even wouldn't have he didn't vote for John McCain. It was it was just that's a pretty basic thing because like all you had to do was go yeah George. A, a normal person could have seen how many mistakes Yeah, he mistakes made a lot of mistakes. W We're going to try to fix them. Yeah. 
But McCain so wouldn't. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it's, I don't fucking, it doesn't seem like an inappropriate or wrong answer to give. Right. Like it's just a very, I don't know. I don't get it. I'm confused, really. I'm he just seems like too. such a fucking cool guy. Like, so in addition to Twisted Sister, D. Snyder, the front man, is really big into horror movies and has made horror films that you can watch on any streaming service, as well as um, D. The Twisted Sister did a Christmas album called The Twisted Christmas, mm-hmm. which is excellent too. Um, so yeah, why, why all this hate for D Snyder and twisted sister? I, I will stand by this. They never wavered in their sound from the seventies and eighties. They just stuck straight towards that hard, well, they've kind of punkish rock. They I found think. a cool, I mean, they definitely, they sounded like they looked like they very, they had a very unique sound. Right. Right. Um, and then in 2004, they released their sixth studio album called still hungry. And um, it kind of had – they had another version of I Want to Rock on it. We're not going to take it along with de- new songs as well. So I hate when bands do that. But they haven't made a band – before 2004, yeah, like the last 30, time they made one years, was 1987. Oh, 87. Okay. So – 10 years. No, more than that. Almost 87 or 97? 87. 1987 was Love is for Suckers, their last one. And then 2004, they came back. I mean, they've they've played together here and there, but also Dee Snyder went on through a bunch of other bands. But they're still damn good. And, I mean, Dee Snyder's awesome. That's what, yeah, that's what I'm, he just seems like such a nice guy. Like, I don't see how anyone could possibly dislike him. I literally think that they just don't know what they're talking about. They're, I mean, the guy as cis admin seventy three might be the one he's born year he's born seventy three, but I can't imagine him doing that. And then I don't know, I don't know. It's crazy. LOL because LOL because fuck man. If I didn't feel like shit, I would go find that guy and <laughs> kick his ass. What do you? What's like your Jane favorite s- Twisted Sister song? I mean, I guess you I said like Burning Hell. Burning Hell. No, I love that song. Just because I love I love Pee Wee so much, and it, it, and I always think of that movie. But the like the chorus, like when it See happens, no, no evil. Don't you fear no evil? Don't you hear no you're, evil? You're gonna burn on me. Yeah. You're gonna burn. I don't know. That one's just. But I like the kids are back too. I love that song. It's such a fun song. They're all. They're all. I mean, they're they're kind of like ACDC. They they have the same sound. Well, yeah, they just you know. But they're so they're still good though. Yeah, they're they're fun. They're they're fun band. And they're just yeah they're they're so good. And they've worked with a lot of people. And I think people. uh, Um. I think I think this is one of like the big rock bands that people tend to forget to me. Yeah. Well, I mean, I mean even though they weren't as popular or didn't have as many albums, but I still think they're up there. No, they're solid, dude. They were a really good band. Well, fuck. I mean, so basically that says they formed in like what, 76, 75? Right. And they didn't they they woodshedded, you know, for 4 or 5 years before they even did their first record. Then yeah. by the time this one came out, almost a decade had gone by. Right. You know what I mean? So they worked, they worked at well, it. Well, they, they formed in 74 and I think Snyder came out in 76. But still, I mean, the, they were, they were crafting their sound. Yeah. You know? So they, and they did it. Like that's the one thing I think a lot of bands, it's especially hard to do now is find some sort of original sound. And they did it. No, they did it. And especially for an album come out in the 80s for glam rock, holy shit, only a few handful of bands 
had such a good hardcore album like uh, Stay Hungry. Yeah, and I, I mean, I just don't. I mean, they looked like they would be a glam band. It's kind of like Ghost, right? Yeah, they're, they dress you, up. You would look have, at, but you would look at Ghost, and you're gonna think that oh, this is gonna be like some Cookie Monster sound and vocals, real fast drums, and like. Right, real, yeah. real doomy and like. Right, and then when it hits you, it's like, wow, this is kind of like Queen in like ELO and yeah. Satan. Same thing with with these guys. Yeah, like I, they're Twisted Sisters, just a fucking rock and roll band. No, like, I agree. I don't think I don't classify them. I wouldn't put them in the same category as like fucking Bon Jovi or like Slaughter. You know, all those kind of quasi like <laughs> shit eighties bands. No, I agree. Where it's just it, there's either. extra cheese added. Like this is, this is kind of inadvertently cheesy because I think they're making fun of what's going on at the time. No, for sure. There's no there's no doubt in my mind that with the brain and insightfulness that like D. Snyder has, that everything about Twisted Sister from the beginning when he joined was like let's just make this shit tongue in cheek. And kitschy, and that's what all their music videos are. It's like, yeah, it's like why are we? Why take ourselves seriously? No, we're no. wearing fucking spandex up here, right? You know, you've got your lips. You did your makeup wrong. Yeah, you don't look. You don't look like sexy enough. Exactly, and they're so. Then they're obviously all. They all look so masculine. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like one dude is like his arms are like as hairy as yours. Right. Didn't even try. Yeah. You know, I just said fuck it. We're having fun. They they just seem. That's a band that seems like they just always had a good time. I think they did, and I mean, I'm glad they got back in 2004, but I'm just kind of like, what are you doing now? Like, I know Dee's tried to do a, tons of other things. Like, he tried to do a project with Iron Maiden guitarist uh, Janet Gers. It didn't work out. Um, they He did tracks with uh, Kip Winger from Winger. Yeah, God. <laughs> My old band done, opened for Winger one time. Yeah, and then, of course, uh, you... Um, you do you get into his horror movies that he does he does horror movies and he got into that and he was on the TV show Holliston um, with some filmmakers and he was in every episode he was great T Snyder was he on some sort of like reality show in D Snyder yeah like you remember when VH1 had that show where they took like Sebastian Bach Scott Ian Ted Nugent. Jason Bonham and uh, the base, the guy from Biohazard, Evan Evan uh, Evan Seinfeld, I think was his name, and uh, they made a made a, they made a band, and they had thirty days or um, you know they had a couple of weeks to write original music and then play a show. I don't remember. And it was that. like a show like that. I thought he was on a show similar to that. I, he was in big. He was Pee Wee's Big Adventure, and it wasn't until twelve years later when he was in Howard Stern's Private Parts in the opening scene. Yeah, he was in Private Parts. Yeah, uh, he was in Strange Land, which is his own horror movie. See, okay, he was in Celebrity Apprentice. That's what it was. I knew with it. Donald Trump. Yeah, yeah. I knew he. Okay, so there it is. Then, yeah, that's got to be it. That's got to be. be why those fucking idiots don't like him. Then, <laughs> but he had nothing to do with Trump, though. He was just on Celebrity Apprentice, dude. If look. You remember when they did the roast of Donald Trump? Yes. And Snoop Terrible. Snoop Dogg was on it. Though. Yeah. It's like, okay, well, they were friends at some point. You don't go on, like, roasts are done by people that you're friends with. Not 
Usually. They, on Comedy Central, they usually are. Like that kind of put together one. Yeah. Like th- th- on that same one, they did have that idiot from the Jersey Shore, the situation, and he bombed. Yeah. You know, but it was like they threw him on there because they knew that was going to happen. Right. I don't know. This is this is what he does. And then Holliston, the great horror TV series that he was on, it yeah. was great. That's what it was, though. It was the, I remember it was on the, the Apprentice. That was it then. I yeah. knew it. So in, if you've never seen um, Holliston, it, filmmakers Adam Green and Joe Lynch kind of play versions of themselves and uh, making a horror movie. And Dee Snyder is a character called Lance Rocket. And then uh, Odorous Urungus is in it too. Yeah, he played. He was in character. He was like their um, imaginary friend that comes out of the closet to give him advice. That's funny. It's a great show. But Dee Snyder was great and he's kind of like a he, – he was great. Um, D. Snyder, so good. Yeah, well, it's the same. Like, how many people in the world do you think hate Howard Stern? And you know what? I guarantee the people who hate Howard Stern, just like the people who said they hate him, they have no idea why because they've never heard or listened to him. No clue. They yeah. have no clue. If I mean, you actually listen to Howard Stern, you'd be like, oh, it's great interviewer, smart. And yeah. You, yeah. That's what I'm saying. I just, I'm so confused. Perplexed. I really, really am. <laughs> I, I'm letting it get to me. Twisted Sister. Fisted Sister. Fisted Sister, the, uh, no, the you porn version. That's our cover band. Yes, Fisted Sister. Uh, yeah, listen to them, please. They're great. I'm sure D. Snyder is somewhere online talking about anything. We need to get. So, interestingly enough, on my YouTube channel, Brian Kluger YouTube, um, we interviewed D. Snyder at a horror convention once. What? And it's great, it's Dude. online. Jeff Goldblum, Clint Eastwood, and D. Snyder. And D. Snyder. And Arnold Schwarzenegger and Johnny Knoxville. And you know, Johnny Reeves. You're never going to believe this. There is a song on this album dedicated to Arnold Schwarzenegger. Really? I kid you not. What? There you go. What does that say right there? <laughs> dedicated to Arnold Schwarzenegger. It's called Stay Hungry. What? How is this happening? What? <laughs> I'm going to look this up. We have to lo- – do you know why? I think it's a Predator reference. <laughs> Hungry. I'm serious. Dedicated to Arnold. Like what year did the Predator come out? Like 83, right? So Stay Hungry was a 1976 comedy drama film. Um about Robert England was in it. Uh, something. Oh yeah, here we go. As Blake moves forward with his business deal, he falls in love with the gym after visiting it several times. He is immediately taken by the pretty receptionist Mary Tate, Sally Field, and the free-spirited, friendly bodybuilder Joe Santo, Arnold Schwarzenegger, in a movie called Stay Hungry. Ah, interesting. Damn, seventy-six. That's, that's very. So good. that there you go. Dedicated to. Uh, Twisted Sister Anthem pumps up Arnold supporters. <laughs> that could be another reason why they don't like him, I guess, because he supported Arnold for governor. Wow. But if he lives in New uh, he could be registered. So Stay Hungry, he dedicated his life to Stay Hungry. So it must be like something he used in yeah. his bodybuilding day. So it's like, yeah, dedicated to Arnold Schwarzenegger. How cool is that? I, I, that's, that's 
like I said, D. <laughs> D. Snyder is to me just seems like one of the coolest people in, in the world. In in in, in the it. world, not only in the world, but also in the rock and roll world. I wish I would have known this interviewing Arnold Schwarzenegger. That's on YouTube too. I would have totally asked him about yeah. like you know, Twisted Sister, Stay Hungry, Man, dedicated to you. Do you keep in touch with D? Hey man, I mean. It, it just D. Snyder just is one of those guys where it's kind of like Dimebag Daryl and like Vinnie Paul. Yeah, those guys were in arguably the biggest band, metal band of all time, and they never they always just maintained and continued to just seem like regular guys. Right, they never became asshole, prima donna, fucking I'm better than you attitude having people. Right, they were just very very normal guys who went, wow, man, we we were able to live our dream. And achieve this in life, which most people can't do. And they just, you could tell they just had a lot of fun in, in life. Like That's living. What you should you, do. You, yeah. And he had, I mean, D. Snyder just seems like he has, he's always had that appreciation. Yeah. And like always had like a positive, like mental attitude. You know what I mean? Like he just seems like a very, very awesome individual. Not like the people on Reddit that we came across. Yeah. Well, music snobs. They ain't even music snobs, man. I think they're just idiots. Yeah. There you go. Idiots, I say. I'm going to say, listen to our podcast. This and also <laughs> the other cool thing with D. Snyder is that he that is always a great go to Halloween costume. Yes, it is because you'll immediately know who it is. Yeah, I mean, it, it, and if you could get stilts and make yourself because he's very tall too. I yes, think he's he like is. six five, six four. But he also wore like platform shoes too, it, which he's made him even taller. Yes, but yeah, he's. I don't know, man. I love dude. He, I love D. Snyder. I'm a fan of yeah. Twisted Sister too. I love it. Um, I think that brings an end to our episode, The Unbalanced Note. We've talked a lot about a ton of great bands. Hollis, Inicomozi, which Jacob secretly knows. Twisted Sister. <laughs> I don't know if I do. I think you do. Exile on Main Street by the Rolling Stones. Yeah, do it all. But find us on Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher Radio. You can find the podcast on BoomstickComics.com. I'm Brian Kluger. And, of course, joining me today was Jacob Douglas. You can find him on YouPorn at Fisted Sister. Right? Yeah, that's right. Yep. <laughs> Fisted Sister YouPorn. That would be my Reddit name. That's the Reddit name. So, yeah, look for him on Reddit now. I'm very excited to see what he has to say. But, yeah, listen to us. We'll be back for next week's or next show. Um very shortly, I'll be going out of town to Fantastic Fest at the end of this week. So oh, yeah, have fun with that. I will. Hopefully, there will be some fun people to talk to. Yeah, and get some. See if you can make some contacts with us for some guests. Guests. Yeah, I will. I made new cards, so we'll be there. I'll give you a new card. Nude. Nude. Um, I will talk to everybody soon, and we love you. Thanks for listening.